Just do it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Welcome to the program. I'm Lori Rubinson. Talking sports, having fun with you here on The Fan at 877-337-6666. That is the phone number. Go ahead and use it. Mr. Paul Rosenberg, he's producing Behind the Glass. He'll take your calls. We got three hours here, people, and we have AFC Championship, NFC Championship, a look ahead to the Super Bowl, and uh, you know what? Uh, We're going to have to have a conversation um, and put the Empire State Building in a timeout. So, a lot to do. And, of course, where we start. Oh, and guess for you coming up in the uh, 12 o'clock hour, I've got Ryan Dunleavy. He was uh, from the Post. He was in Philly covering the NFC Championship. And then Canicero, Mark Canicero, uh, columnist um, from the Post, is in Kansas City covering the AFC Championship game. So that's in the 1 o'clock hour. We'll get a look in for both of those guys. But we start with the AFC Championship, the game you just heard on our airwaves, and an instant classic. And I guess the question of the night to lead off for you to call in, what was your number one takeaway from the weekend, you know, from today, and in particular, this AFC Championship game, your number one takeaway. And I'll start with, first of all, Chiefs and Bengals becoming a rivalry, and Mahomes and Burrow becoming a rivalry. And we know the NFL, I mean, no, they're not on a level of anything all time yet. But you look at this Chiefs team and Patrick Mahomes, the legend of Patrick Mahomes, five times now, he's started in this league for five, but have started in this league for five years And this is now five times he's been to the AFC Championship game. And now this is three times in the last four years that they're going to the Super Bowl. So let's take a moment and appreciate greatness. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes it's an after the fact and you look back and you say, you know, or is it, a player's in his 30s, and we say, oh, my God, this has really been this body of work. This great I mean, this is a Hall of Fame player. We know that. he will. This is a two-time now, after this season, league MVP out of five seasons starting. This is a 27-year-old human being who now going to his third Super Bowl already has a ring and played this game essentially on one leg. If you've ever had an an ankle sprain of any kind and a high ankle sprain, for most of us, that's a month. That's a month of your life. You're laid up 
You're not playing a week later. You're taped up playing in the AFC championship game. And not just playing. And not just winning. But passing for 326 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and even with the game on the line, somehow scrambling to pick up a first down, to pick up some extra yardage, to try and put his team with, with, with dwindling seconds and no timeouts, to put them in field goal range, and because on one leg, gimping around out there, he makes this play. Poor Joseph Asai from the Cincinnati Bengals, who played his ass off in this game, so it is not on him. But it is sad that a classic game like this that looked like it might go to overtime for the second year in a row in the AFC Championship and... It was a penalty. It can feel ticky-tack, and it's sad that it ends that way. And you see a sigh on the poor guy. A second-year player played such a tremendous ball game, And just, first of all, you look like he got hurt on the play. And then they call the 15-yard roughing, you know, I mean, uh, personal foul penalty for the late hit. And Mahomes was out of bounds and in the... In the white, out of out of bounds. It was. But it's sad that there's the 15 yards, and it's, it becomes a, f- a makeable 45-yard field goal. And now, the Kansas City Chiefs going to the Super Bowl for the third time in four years. And with a matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles, and it, part of... You know, whether it's the betting lines on this game and who wins and all of this. I mean, a lot, unfortunately, is going to be determined on who's healthy. And especially for this Chiefs team. You know, how healthy is Mahomes going to be? How much more damage did he do on that angle, on that ankle playing tonight? How well is that going to feel in two weeks? And then all the receivers on the Kansas City Chiefs and their number one cornerback. Uh, Sneed, Darius Sneed, all the injuries there on Kansas City, who's coming back and who's going to be able to play in two weeks against the Eagles? So that's going to be interesting too. But a Bengals team who seemed to have the number of the Chiefs had beaten them three times in a row. A Bengals team went to the Super Bowl last year, had won 10 games in a row, had played a virtually perfect football game last week to absolutely destroy the Buffalo Bills in the snow in Buffalo. And with their makeshift offensive line, head into Kansas City with all the confidence in the world and making headlines and bulletin board material, calling <laughs> Arrowhead, Burrowhead. Clearly, after the game, that was much on the mind of the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Travis Kelsey <laughs> multiple times. And now we shape up for the Kelsey Bowl. And this one, look, ultimately, we'll talk about the NFC Championship game. It was a snooze. It was over early. San Francisco had no quarterbacks. Mike Shanahan, uh, Mike, <laughs> uh, Kyle Shanahan was a pathetic job of figuring out how to block Hassan Reddick made all the difference, and then they had no quarterbacks, and then the game was over, never in doubt. Not competitive. But in the end, feels like we have the two best teams in the NFL showing up in the Super Bowl. Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, and the Eagles, who credit to their team president, Howie Roseman, and all the additions they made, turning that team into a powerhouse and a really deep football team with very few weaknesses. So I hope we get two healthy squads there because it shapes up to be, you would hope, an excellent Super Bowl. And the storylines, not just, of course, it's you know being dubbed hashtag the Kelsey Bowl, the Kelsey Brothers, playing against each other now in the Super Bowl. But then all the storylines, I mean, Andy Reid and all the success he has had leaving Philadelphia after so many years being so successful there, so many ties to the franchise, to the city. And now Andy Reid with all the uh, success now in Kansas City turning around and and turning the Chiefs into a, a juggernaut winning that elusive Super Bowl, the one that eluded him for all those years in Philadelphia, wins it with Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes, the savant, and now with a chance to win a second. And at what point? I mean, we're not there yet. But if Mahomes and his greatness, at what point? What does it take to be a, a, a dynasty? You know, these moments of getting to a championship game and, and a team winning a title, and that'll happen. We'll have a new champion in two weeks. And I always talk about legacy. You know, those games, legacy, are, it's always on the line there. And so if the Chiefs were to win that game, and then that's two Super Bowls in four years, but they went to three, Five AFC Championship games, three Super Bowl games they went to in four years, and two wins if they were to beat the Eagles. I mean, at what point, what constitutes a legacy? Do you have to win a third? I guess, in my definition, usually it's win three. Two's not a... uh, I wouldn't quite give that a dynasty, but when it's getting the three Super Bowls in four years when it's five AFC championships in a row starts to, starts to touch on that territory. So appreciating the greatness that we're seeing, and in particular with Patrick Mahomes on one leg. And by the way, the Chiefs running game, you would have thought that the Chiefs, that this would have been a game where they, I mean, obviously they wanted to run the football, They tried 20 rushes, 42 yards. 
So the Chiefs were averaging a little more than two yards per carry. Cincinnati, 17 times they ran for 71 yards, 4.2 yards per carry. So Cincinnati was able to run the ball. Joe Burrow, for all that this is supposed to be Burrow head, at times played well, but also threw a couple interceptions. And certainly, since this game could very easily have gone in a very different direction. And at the end of the game there, when you know Cincinnati had the game, they had the opportunity. They're driving. And, you know, the, the interception, uh, just a killer. Seven minutes left in the game, third and three. You're at your own 36-yard line. You're driving, and you just, you know, they go for it. I know they'd had success earlier, but they go again to a double-teamed T. Higgins, and this time the, the pass gets picked off, and then... They get the, you know, force Kansas City to punt. They get it back again. And again, trying to do something, trying to move, and third and eight. And you have Burrow with uh, the grounding call and, and a sack. And credit to Chris Jones. Played a whale of a game, a monster game. If we're talking about the big stories here from Kansas City and the greatness of this team. And you know the other thing? It's, it's crazy about Kansas City and the Chiefs and the appreciation of what they are doing and how good this team is and how great Patrick Mahomes is. Is that this was a year that the, that the Chiefs were essentially, I don't know if I would say a rebuild, but it was like a reload. It was like a step back. It was a, hey, we traded Tyreek Hill, and we're kind of resetting things a little bit here with some young players, and we're trying to, you know, we drafted Sky Moore, and we've got, you know, we brought in, uh, you know, uh, Marquez uh, um, Valdez-Scanling and um, Juju Smith-Schuster. We brought guys in, but... uh, you know, it was kind of a reload here and a recalibration in who we are for the Chiefs to rebuild around some young weapons and move on from a Tyreek Hill. And all they're doing, sure, did they miss him? And did Tyreek Hill go crazy down in Miami and, and have an incredible year? Yeah, he did. But they still manage to find a way with a with a game plan built in many ways around Travis Kelsey. They still find a way to get back to the Super Bowl. And just a a phenomenal game, a fun game. And Patrick Mahomes on one ankle showing us having, you know, when we Think back on his Hall of Fame career, which it will be. And we think back on Patrick Mahomes and trying to place him on the list of all-time greats, and we will be. We'll remember this night and this game. This will be, you know, like Michael Jordan. Yeah, there is the Michael Jordan playing with the flu 
kind of game this will be for Patrick Mahomes. We don't know where he'll rank on the Mount Rushmore of all-time great quarterbacks in the NFL, but if he keeps this up, you know, we'll be talking about somebody with what? You know, obviously multiple, multiple MVP awards. And you would think multiple Super Bowl rings. And we'll look back on the night that for all the Mahomes magic and the off-platform throws and the no-look passes and everything that he does and the greatness, we'll look back at the night that he played on one leg and that he threw for over 300 yards, two touchdown passes, and no interceptions. Yeah, he had that that one weird play for the fumble. (laughs) But showed us with so much heart on one leg, with his receivers going down, playing with rookies and backups, and still able to gut it out and grind his way to a victory. Incredible game there. As for the NFC Championship, look, we'll get into it. Take nothing away from the Eagles. That running game is, um, and that offensive line, that's going to be a fascinating matchup to figure out and and see how, uh, how Kansas City can hold up against that Eagles rushing game, especially if Jalen Hurts is healthy in two weeks and we see the, you know, fully healthy rushing, running with conviction uh, Jalen Hurts. He was not particularly sharp on, on Sunday today. Jalen Hurts missed some open throws, but he didn't have to be because Kyle Shanahan, for some reason, early in this game, decided to that he thought it was a good idea to block Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick, best free agent pickup of the, of the year, pass rusher for the Eagles, dominated all season long, and you think it's a good idea to try blocking him with a backup tight end, with a tight end not even named George Kittle? You think you're going to back uh, block him with, with Tyler Croft, your tight end, or uh, Juwan Jennings, your wide receiver, one-on-one? You're going to let a backup tight end or a wide receiver block Hassan Reddick? You think that's a good idea? I mean, Kyle Shanahan is obviously a fantastic offensive mind. Half it seems like it feels like half the teams in the league are playing some version of his offense. We get it. He's a brilliant offensive mind, but my goodness. Uh, just a tragic mistake to block Hassan Reddick one-on-one with a receiver with a with a backup tight end. And of course, he destroyed those players and then destroyed two quarterbacks. And at that point, zero quarterback is not a strategy in the NFL. Uh, you can get by zero running back, maybe. You could live, figure that out, improvise. Zero quarterback, no. Once they had no quarterbacks early in this football game, the game was over. It was never in doubt. It was never competitive. And it was never interesting. 
And that's a shame. So on Sunday, on the Showcase Sunday for the NFL, one of the games, there's no sugarcoating it. It was a dog. If you're an Eagles fan, it was fun. I get it. A slaughter is fun. But if you're just an NFL team, an NFL fan, that game was a, a flaming pile. I mean, it was it was a hot mess. It was nothing. It was boring. It was over early. Credit to the Eagles. They showed up. But Kyle Shanahan somehow lost his mind, tried blocking Hassan Reddick one-on-one with the receiver at a tight end, lost both quarterbacks, and then the game was over. I saw, we'll get into this, I saw a bunch of you on Twitter, people saying, how come they didn't dress a third quarterback who then you could activate for emergency in this situation? We'll talk about that. Was that Would that have been the right thing to do? Would that have helped things, saved things? But good for Hassan Reddick because... Even when the game was competitive for about seven minutes, he was the best player on the field. And now we get to go to, you hope, both teams as healthy as they can be this time of year to a Super Bowl where we'll get to see what the Chiefs offensive line can try and do against him. And you hope they don't do anything as stupid as trying to block him one-on-one with a tight end. Ridiculous. Anyway. All right, plenty to talk about. The question of the night for you. What did you take away? Number one thing that you took away from Championship Sunday, 877-337-6666, and we'll get to that. And then at some point, we do have to skewer the Empire State Building, although I'm just going to call them the State Building because I think that As far as I'm concerned, they lost the right to use the word empire uh, with their behavior on Sunday night. 